0: Welcome back to an all-new episode of Dirtcast. I am Madeline Davies of Jezebel.com. I am here with my co-host, Megan Reynolds. Hello, I'm Megan Reynolds. And also, you know what? The comments have been asking for him. (laughs) The iTunes ratings keep saying, where is he? Where'd he go? (laughs) Our guest today, Bobby Finger. The Inevitable Bobby.
1: I am Bobby Finger.
0: Um and we're going to be talking about our favorite celebrity trials we of are. the past couple
1: decades. Couple decades. Couple decades that aren't scary and violent.
0: Yeah. yeah. Also like we're not going to like talk about say like a very famous wrestler who sued a publication that we all know out of existence. I don't know. What are you talking about? So weird. I don't I'm mm, not familiar yeah. with that one. Um, it's crazy. we're going to be talking about the silly fun
2: things. <laughs> Just the light ones, the light ones. Yes. Yeah. Relatively. Relatively. Sure, <laughs> sure. Did not mean to, yeah. Mhm.
0: Before we went live, I got to hear all about Rhinebeck, New York from these two Rhinebeck heads who uh have a lot I, to say about it.
2: I mean there's really there's so much to say. It's and so
1: beautiful. It, it is, is beautiful.
2: I grew up there. It's nice. It I've been there want, and I agree.
1: It makes me want to buy a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just gonna run out and buy a Subaru
2: and a Victorian with which to park with a driveway. Mm-hmm. You park your Subaru <laughs> in. And you walk to the farmer's market and
1: then a dog to like mm-hmm. take to everywhere I go. Yep. I was say, yeah, okay. say hi it's to a everyone. Big dog,
2: wow. and you have like a grandkid, like yeah. just one that yeah. like runs around. And everyone's like, oh, there's Billy. Yeah, it doesn't wear pants. <laughs> yeah, the grandkid is not wearing any pants, but everyone's like, it's cool. That's Mrs. Thomas's grandkid, and it's cool. It's fine. Bobby mm-hmm. is Mrs. Thomas. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> And then I go to Bread Alone every day Mm -hmm. and get a slice of iced lemon pound cake. Yes. And a coffee.
2: Yep. And then you read it at a table for four, but you're only one (laughs) with like five back issues of The New Yorker, The New York Times Review of Books, and then like a book about China if you're my dad. And uh, uh, it's pretty cool.
0: Cool g- life. Put this conversation back on track, please.
2: <laughs> let's. Let's.
0: I am going in a couple weeks to Northern California, and I'm going to this one town that our coworker, Kelly Stout, recommended called Sea Ranch. And the median age is 69 years old. <laughs> um, right? <Ugh. laughs> All every single building in the town faces the ocean. Oh my god. There's That's not gonna a be there's amazing. not a there's not a building without an ocean. Do
1: you have view. like an Airbnb or something? We're staying at like a lodge. But you're gonna but you overlook the ocean, obviously. Yes. Oh my That's god. That's so cool. That's um, gonna but
0: be amazing. I think it's like all this, like old liberal white people who are just like, oh, we're gonna head north into the forest, you know? <laughs> and then they like founded this town. Um here's a fun dark fact about Big Sur. <gasps> That's where the survivors of the Donner Party all uh, went and lived really? out their the remaining days. Really? No.
1: Yeah. Beautiful place after what they went through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, nice let, them, let them have it. I mean, it's <laughs> okay.
2: They went through a lot.
0: Let them have like the Monterey lifestyle.
1: Oh, my God. The Monterey <laughs> the lifestyle. The crashing
2: Pacific cliffs, um, etc.
1: But yes, enough about us. Uh, enough about us. Take pictures. No. <laughs> put, them on, put them on your Instagram story. <laughs>
0: yeah, I will.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to watch this through your eyes.
0: You know, if honestly, like, if these, like, small liberal towns were like, a little bit less white, mm-hmm. I would be all for living in one where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, you're just chill and you're fucking drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just like, oh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> burn it, you know? Bernie, like, Bernie, it, Bernie. It, burn it. I, like, would be very into that, mm-hmm. but... It's also to them, it's just like, are you a part of the problem? Am I a part of the problem? You say if you like move
1: in, you buy a house?
0: Yeah, I think I am. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Let's get into the dirtiest dirt. There was a pretty interesting profile of. Perry Hilton.
1: Perry Hilton. Mm. Um mm. I know
0: her. <laughs> in uh, Marie Claire for the September issue written by Irene Carmen formerly of Jezebel who's gone on to do probably bigger <laughs> better things <laughs> since then. <laughs> Different um, things. Yeah, and it's uh, it was on Paris Hilton and it was actually like pretty illuminating. I don't know if it was like humanizing because she still kind of comes off as like a very cynical asshole mm. in mm-hmm. that it's like she clearly is, like, all about the brand that is Paris Hilton, which mm-hmm. I understand. That's, like, literally been her career since she became of age. Like, mm-hmm. But there was some pretty interesting stuff about the sex tape that kind of some people say made her famous with uh, Rick Salomon, the ex-husband of uh, Shannon Doherty. Mm-hmm. How he was, like, 33, and she was only 18 when that video really? was made, yeah. which I didn't realize. Whoa. I um, didn't either. And she, like, maintains to this day that she did not have any hand in releasing it. Mm -hmm. But she talks about how that is, like, the worst thing that ever happened to her. And basically she was like, my one regret of my life is dating Rick Salomon. Whoa. Which is like, she should have more regrets, I would say. I would say. But also, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I would get that's at the top.
1: Yeah. But I bet if that's the regret that she feels led to the other regrets, then it's like.
2: Yeah. It's like the master regret. Yeah. The master regret. The one that sort of everything else trickles down from. But
0: then the rest of it was her being like,
2: Donald Trump is a family friend.
0: He's super, he's a real sweetie. Um, <laughs> and then Iron was just like, well, what about when he said like he wanted to fuck you on Howard Stern? And she was like, and
2: I've known Paris Hilton from the time she's 12. She's hot. Her parents are friends of mine. And you know, the first time I saw her, she walked into the room and said, who the hell is that? <laughs> Did you want she, to bang her? She is a very, well at 12, I wasn't interested. I've never been into that. No. Right. Right. They've sort of Always stuck around that 25
0: category. (laughs) uh, And so there was very much this weird disconnect where also she doesn't vote. So it's like, Mm. so she's just like, yeah, he's nice, but also I don't vote. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I guess like a huge part of her global fan base is Mexican. So she like can't really be like, yeah, I support Donald Trump's Uh, policies because they're so Mm anti-Mexican. So she's like, I thought that was mean what he said. But I don't vote. Yeah, but I don't
1: vote. And also he's a sweetheart.
0: <laughs> so it was like a real <laughs> roller coaster of emotions to read about her where I'm just like, You're an asshole, but I feel for you. Well, I mean, you're still kind of an asshole. Which proves like even jerks have bad things happen to them. That's true. Everything they don't yeah. they don't deserve them most of the time. What's she up to now? She has like made like twenty five perfumes, which I guess have like Twenty five? Yeah fuck which like on the global market like do insane amount like they make so much money Oh wow she also as a dj earns one million dollars a set
2: whoa <laughs> she's Holy um,
0: fuck! according to the article she is the highest paid female dj in the world paris wow. hilton good yeah. for her because she I gets mean, these like residencies <clears throat> in ibiza, ibiza. <laughs> i was
1: gonna say are they in ibiza and oh, they are Great. Yeah. or it's
0: like russian ugly
1: arcs being like Come, come play to my, my son's birthday yeah. party! Oh like my god! Play play something on a bit... yacht like that type of thing. Yeah,
0: or just wow. like a dictator being like, "Hey, <laughs> come <laughs> and play at this party." <laughs> okay, it's worth a read. I would say worth a peep.
2: Well, I'm glad Paris is doing well. I'm sure you were. We were all concerned. I was. I have been worried she's about still, her for
1: years. She's still dating hot leftover son. I take it. Yes, Chris Zilka.
0: Zilka. She Zilka. is still dating Zilka.
1: He got a Paris tattoo on her on his forearm it's
0: love it is love yeah. Nick Nick Carter did it before he
2: did but. <laughs> <laughs> how many men have Paris Hilton tattoos is it just those
0: two I think Nick's is covered up right or removed but I mean at least those two have done okay. it okay I'd love for others other people to come
2: out if they do. <laughs> no. If they do have them. I'd love to hear about it personally. I yeah, personally do reach not. Out to, please no. reach out to no. Megan. Just me. Ign- <laughs> no one else cares. Just me.
0: It did also remind me a lot of The Simple Life, which, I mean, it clearly was like a very set up show. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was so great.
1: It was really good. It was a good show. And there's, was a-
0: there's that part where she calls like Shannon Dory a cunt while like they're playing... <laughs> Like celebrity or something. Oh she comes up and they're like this 90210 actress. And she's like, Oh, I hate that cunt.
2: <laughs> oh, Paris. Never changed. And it doesn't sound like she will. So mm-hmm. you know. we're all set there. Another fun and depressing bit of celebrity gossip <laughs> is that Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry were spotted together at a fucking ed Sheeran concert. Why
0: is that depressing? Um,
2: maybe it's the Ed Sheeran concert. Maybe part. that part. That, I mean, love is great. And if Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry want to reignite their flame, I'm all for it. It's just the Ed Sheeran concert
1: that makes me a little... It's a It's sad. a place for babies. <laughs> an, it is Ed, place. <laughs> an Ed Sheeran concert. I mean, it's like them rekindling their love at a Toys R Us.
0: But don't they kind of <laughs> seem like babies? Like, think about how... Think Her yes, he doesn't. Think it. about Katy, Katy Perry's vibe. It's so. It is baby. Katy Perry's a
1: baby. Yeah. At Orlando Bloom. I can't imagine him as a baby. I is just, that just
0: because you've seen his? He leader? just
1: well. I think mm. it's also like it's the wiener, and it's also <laughs> yeah. the like constant womanizing. Like he's just such a like playboy. He's such a playboy, and so it's just weird. It's weird picturing him with Katy Perry to begin with. That they're like you know, on top of each other at an edge here, and it was so gross. It's so Oof. gross. All right. All right. I've come around. Okay. okay. I, actually, I, I like, like them as a couple. And I like the fact that they're opposites. Yeah. I, I like that they seem like a good match to this idiot. I feel like they're well-matched. Yeah. To me, who doesn't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. They seem right for each other in a way that maybe her past relationships haven't seemed right for her, like where they always seem doomed to failure. I was like, oh, I can see this one going on for a little bit. Yeah. Now they they might be back
2: together. They might be back together. Apparently, a source told people, Katie and Orlando aren't back together. <laughs> oh, my. Damn, womp, womp. They have history and are open to seeing what happens. That's a non— that's That such means a that they are, like, that's, still that, hooking that They're up. fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like, congratulations, guys. I'm glad you managed to pull that off, I guess. But at an Ed Sheeran concert, I mean, I feel like she was only there because aren't they, like, friends— Friends in the way that, like, people on that level of fame are friends, but, like, maybe a little bit think, more. Would Taylor let that happen? <gasps>
0: Twist. Like, I feel like Ed Sheeran is very, oh, like, under her thumb. She, I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
2: No. Oh, maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe she genuinely <laughs> likes Ed Sheeran's music.
1: It, it also might just be celebrities go to the big Staples Center shows mm-hmm. as just, like, a thing to do. They can yeah. get a box and, like, give you like a date in. night. And yeah. it's a place to be seen. So it also could have just been, like, they knew they'd be spotted together and written about. That makes sense. And Katy Perry has not been receiving the best press lately after Witness, so. (laughs) Because, like, when she's, like, having a breakdown on a live stream was, like, her last
0: sort of big bit of news. Like, I just learned how to hug. Oh, wow. Because I was, like, I always thought it was, like, you know. Too intimate. Too intimate, like a sexual thing. Yeah, of course. Or, you know? Yes, yes, Like a hug is a sexual thing. That's Someone's right. going to feel my boobs yes. or something like that. Yeah. And I didn't realize that that's not everybody's intention. Yes.
1: Now she could just be, you know, having fun
0: with an old flame. I realized who Katy Perry's personality reminds me of, <gasps> and it's Lisa... Uh, D'Amato I think was her last name (gasps) she was uh, on America's Next Top Model for like the Superstar season and another season like season five or something
2: she oh my god
0: she had this like personality where she was like people clearly had like told her she was funny her whole life and so she was really outgoing yes but in this way that was so obnoxious like like a little desperate yeah they did a shoot with the jackass guys and she peed in a diaper oh my god (laughs) to show like how down she was and everybody else was just, mm hmm, you didn't really need to do that. But she like, is. I'm the fun one. Yeah. Like that yeah. Sort of. yeah. Or just sort of, you know, I'm so silly and I'm so <laughs> gross, like, but I'm, I'm also yeah. hot. Yeah. And it's just a very spe- specific personality type. It's definitely that, though.
2: That I've been for years trying to like pin what it is, and you did. That's
0: amazing. It was watching that live stream that I was like, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just also want to apologize for just making a really wet, smacking noise right into the microphone. <laughs> this is a sort of a, a digression. I know you, like, shouldn't read the comments, but I like okay. to read um, the Apple podcast reviews because I want to see where we can improve. Mm-hmm. And I care about what you all think. Mm-hmm. To a point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just want to say, speaking of, like, weird mouth noises, mm-hmm. I don't think that people know what vocal fry is. <gasps> Because they keep oh, saying yeah. that we have vocal fry. I know. We just have low voices.
2: Yes. it's There's a difference. Like yeah. a, a vocal fry is like... Eh. Yeah, it's
1: like... Ah. It's like a car... People don't like women. Oh, right. Okay. I think oh. that's... <laughs> <right>. <laughs> just oh my a God. reminder. How,
2: how could I forget? <laughs> so I just want to say... You
1: needed the yeah. man back in here to <laughs> say like, ladies, people don't like you. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> um saying <laughs> so you can say I don't like their man voices. Yeah, you can
2: say I don't <laughs> like their gross baritones, but don't accuse us of having a fucking vocal fry. Right. Because I don't think either one of us do.
0: Mm. I do say like too much, but I that's, do too. that's my Vocal fry bear. is
1: such a specific thing.
0: Yeah, it's it really like,
1: So it's there. like a creaky
2: like a door. Like a creaky yeah. door. Yes. And you and I do not sound like creaky doors. No. No, we just sound
0: like slightly masculine men. Women, slightly <laughs> masculine. Women.
1: Slightly masculine. I sound like a slightly masculine man, <laughs> and, we-
2: <laughs> and we sound like slightly masculine women. So I'm glad you cleared the air on that.
0: It's it just, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. Just as I'm sure my voice is a pet peeve to many other people. I mean, I slightly masculine. Men <laughs> and
1: women.
0: That's us. Next on the list is Usher's herpes saga. Oh my gosh,
1: it sucks. <laughs> no, we no. It's just like it's no. It sucks for him. It's like when, what we've talked about in work Slack. It's just like herpes does not deserve this amount of attention. No, no it not just at all. It does not. not anyone's case of herpes, right? I agree of course, with that. like you should tell your partner if you know that you have an STI or something. Mm-hmm. But like. Who cares if this man has herpes? And right. and all of this and all of this is hearsay to me. It's just like I don't know. Yeah. So
0: basically, the backstory is that Usher pulled a woman out of the audience at one of his concerts in I think Atlantic City. After the show, they exchanged numbers, and then he went to a days in <laughs> with her, and they had unprotected sex. This is all hearsay, I mm-hmm. think, at this mm-hmm. point. And the woman is now suing him, saying that he gave her herpes and like didn't tell her mm-hmm. that he had them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, herpes are not that big of a deal. Yeah. I would be annoyed if that happened and yeah. probably angry, but... Uh, I wouldn't
1: want to tell the world about it. No. Also, I wouldn't no. want to
0: talk about it. No. I'm just like, mm,
1: I just deal with I'll it. deal
0: with herpes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or just like go to Usher privately and be like, look, I'm going to extort you for some life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen,
2: you gave, me, you gave me herpes. And so here, Ap- according to TMZ, it's four people, three women and a man are suing him. Mm -hmm. He has not addressed the herpes allegations.
0: The one thing that does kind of bother me is the reaction of, like, he wouldn't have sex with her as, like, an alibi. Mm -hmm, Which, mm -hmm. one, I'm not even talking about this woman in particular, but unattractive people get laid all the time.
1: All the time. Constantly. If unattractive people didn't get laid, everyone on the planet would be really attractive.
0: Yeah, wouldn't
1: that be nice? You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah
1: it's it's stupid and the back and forth between like people saying like oh he wouldn't have sex with her and then her being like no he did have sex with me no people he wouldn't have sex with her and then her finding the days an employee being like yeah he had the days an employee who saw usher go into her hotel room who was like no he had sex with her
2: yeah so uh good luck to everyone uh involved
1: i'm sorry that you had to do this (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. Good luck and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> good luck and I'm sorry. Good luck and our deepest, most heartfelt apologies. That's like a better uh, Murrow sign-off than like, <laughs> good, good luck. Night good,
1: luck. <laughs> good luck and I'm sorry. Good luck and I am sorry.
0: <clears throat> so this is
2: a breakup that we discussed last week. It is not Chris Pratt and Anna Faris.
0: Right, it's the less important. It's the
2: less important one. So it's Amber Heard and Elon Musk. They broke up. They have issued three statements about breaking up. They're opposing it and they're trying to like shoot back against people like speculating about why they broke up and all this other shit. But the thing is, nobody is really fucking checking for them like that. Like no one gives a shit that they broke up. (laughs) All of the tabloids did their job and reported on the breakup because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And that was it.
0: I love their idea that they're trying to like treat us like children of divorce. It's it's so
2: fucking weird. So like... Elon and Amber both still love you. (laughs) (laughs) So they broke up. Musk broke his silence in the comments of an Instagram photo of Amber posing like the little mermaid (laughs) with a fork in her hair. There was like a picture of Ariel with a fork in her hair and then Amber with a fucking fork in her hair. And I forget what the goddamn caption was, but it was something fucking dumb. (laughs) And then he said some shit about... He called her the cute and then said like to clear up some statements like Amber and I we're still friends long distance relationships are hard blah 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 blah. like great she still has a place in my bunker yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's fine everything's gonna be fine don't worry about Amber again no one was really worried about Amber were either one of you no
1: no thank you if Amber Heard has proven anything over the past like two years is that like Amber Heard's gonna be fine
2: yeah she's unflappable
1: yeah Amber Heard like is very resilient
2: yes so that happened, and then Amber made her own statement that was basically on Instagram, of course, because why, where else would you do it? It was the same shit. We broke up, respect our privacy, blah, blah, blah. At this point, this is Just pounding down the door. So of many SpaceX. statements about something <laughs> that everyone is like, why are you still talking
0: about this? I feel like this is really Bobby's wheelhouse as the person who's still talking about it I like
1: I like them, and I just—I don't mind that they're still talking about mm. it, but I do understand that it's crazy it's that insane. they're still talking about it. I like, mean, I
0: think that's what draws you to Yeah, it, I think that because
1: they're so—like, especially given the timing, the fact that everyone is talking about a completely different breakup and that no one could care less about this other couple mm-hmm. because they're too focused on Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt Right makes it— absolutely wild we don't care about you but i do think that that relationship was really charming and strange it was very weird and so like strange there's there's something really any anytime that a relationship like comes out of nowhere or like comes straight out of mars it's like <laughs> i mean that's the the strangest rebound from johnny depp is elon musk
0: it's up there yeah i also so, like that she like really won the breakup in a very weird way where it was just like you are bankrupt and spending your money on ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about this last yeah, week. Yeah,
2: shooting hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a fucking cannon.
0: <laughs> She's like, "Well, I'm going to date the future king of
1: Earth. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to date this <laughs> billionaire <Earth> <laughs> who is going to survive whatever awful things happen to this Earth in his weird New Zealand bunker." Yeah. And if if all else fails, he'll fly me to Mars, you know? <laughs> like yes. uh and I just thought it was a, a cute, weird, strange couple. I'm <laughs> charmed by you being charmed by yeah. I, believed it and that might make me naive and a little dumb but (laughs) i thought that it was like an earnest love and i think if anything that their comments afterward proved Mm -hmm. that it was like yeah we may not have ever been really serious but like we like each other right i think that's enough for them it's like we liked each other we liked hanging out together yeah we stopped dating whenever we couldn't have time hanging out together anymore because she's in movies and he's you know Finishing construction on whatever.
2: He's constructing his throne. On his his robot body. Uh, Earth King. Um, The last statement they issued about this was on Friday, and I'm just going to read one part of it because I thought it was really weird and also funny. People occasionally send out speculation, which has no basis in fact without our knowledge, believing that they have our best interests in mind. Sometimes other agendas are at work. It can get a little weird, followed by an ellipsis. And... What are they talking about? i was gonna say who? What the fuck agendas?
1: I don't know what that's a direct response to.
2: It, it's nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. I don't know. I mean, look, I wish them again. I wish everyone the best.
1: And she got the last word on the um fight with Australia today. Did you see that? No. What? Oh my god, you didn't see this? No. Amber Amber's like doing fine, but she's changing the conversation now. It's not about nice. her relationship with Elon. It's about her fight With Australia. What? Remember in 2015 when Amber was dating, was still married to Johnny Depp, she went with him to Australia to shoot pirates. And they didn't claim their dogs that they brought with them. Oh my God. And so they got accused of dog smuggling. And then like (laughs) Australia kept fighting with them and saying, you you don't have to just pay fines. This is worse because these are invasive species. This is a big deal with Mm -hmm. Australia. Like especially Australia, you have to declare when you bring in these other animals. And... They didn't. And so this the minister of agriculture, I don't remember what his name is. His name has a really silly name, like Barnaby. It's like Barnaby or like, oh, it's Barnaby Joyce. But anyway. Barnaby Koala Bear. Uh, Barnaby <laughs> Barnaby was like, uh, like had a big vendetta against him. Was like, look, you're going to apologize. I'm going to kill the dogs. We're going oh to euthanize them. Oh, yeah. Whatever. And so they fought back. <laughs> okay, and I they agreed to, you're going to pay a fine. And then. You're going to record this really embarrassing apology video on my Facebook. That really, like, notorious apology video where they're like, Australia is a beautiful land where, like, creatures are like, whatever. (laughs) Australia is free of many
0: pests and diseases that are commonplace around the world. That is why Australia has to have such strong biosecurity laws. And Australians are just as unique, both
2: warm and direct. When you disrespect Australian law, they will tell you firmly.
0: I am truly sorry that Pistol and Boo were not declared. Protecting Australia
1: is important. Declare everything when you enter Australia. <laughs> and Johnny DeVep and Amber there, like crying. Yeah, okay. that was on this Minister of Agriculture's Facebook. Turns out, you didn't hear this? This is all news to you? Yes. Yes. Do you know the twist?
2: No. Good morning. In a stunning development, Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce has revealed he may be a dual New Zealand citizen.
1: (gasps) (laughs) Which would render his ministry void. And like, you know, Australians hate people from New Zealand. Yeah, there's a real And so there's, it's some sort of, it's not that he's like lying. It's that there's something involved in his like birth citizenship that wasn't oh. on the up and up.
2: Barnaby Joyce's
1: father was born in New Zealand and moved to Australia in 1947. Barnaby Joyce was born in Tamworth Hospital. So it's basically, on paper, he may technically be a New Zealand citizen. <gasps> and so now all of Australia is like, LOL, we hate you. You're out of here. Like, just resign. They're calling for him to step down because everything's really complicated. Oh my so God. Amber Heard <laughs> tweeted at him yesterday and was like, hey, man, uh... I'm so sorry. Um, I know how much you feel about because he kept using this term like biological, like safety or something. Mm. Some, he just kept using this term when in regards to them bringing in these dogs.
0: Ecological. Yeah, way. and
1: it was like just because I know you're so concerned with term X, whatever it was. I sent you um, a care package all the way from the states, and it was like a shipment of kiwis from New Zealand. <laughs> 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 wow. so Amber ended up she, being okay
0: again she's in charge tr- yeah. she's unflappable she's good that is also <sighs> the most Australian controversy
1: I've yeah. I've ever heard that is it, like, incredible it,
0: yeah, I don't know
1: this guy I guess he. I mean for all I know he could be fine and tomorrow they'll be like whatever you don't yeah. have to step down but right now, like, Australians, like, gunning with it. Like, it feels, they love it. It feels straight out of Flight of the Concords or yeah, something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ri- that's wonderful. <laughs> that's really, th- thank you for, that's fabulous.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a fun, it's a fun story.
0: to our main segment, yep. our primary segment. Inspired by Taylor Swift's victory in court, we are talking about our favorite celebrity trials over the past couple of decades. Mm-hmm. A lot of Courtroom great-
1: trials, not like problems.
0: Yeah, not like trials and no. Yeah, No,
2: yes, yes, in a court of law. Thank you for clarifying.
1: It's just being a douchebag.
0: <laughs> Good correction. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, shall we start with uh, Swift
2: herself? I think Swift-y. we should. David Mueller, who's a DJ in Colorado, sued Taylor Swift because he lost his job because she alleged that he groped her at a meet-and-greet at the station. Taylor Swift then countersued him for $1 with the intent to use it as sort of taking a stand against sexual harassment and sexual assault. The judge eventually dropped her from the suit, and on
0: Monday, Taylor Swift won. And he mm. was suing her for something like three million dollars. Yeah, which is three million, insane. Yeah, yeah. And I just like pray that one day I'm rich enough to just symbolically sue someone for one dollar. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it is—it's so ice cold. Mm-hmm. But yep. in a way, that he totally deserved it. Yeah. And like, yeah. think about how much he ended up spending on legal fees and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like Taylor Swift has lawyers on retainer. Like yeah. that's yeah. not like costing her anything. Right.
1: Like it's it's one of her most, if not her most badass move. It's just mm-hmm. very cool.
0: Yeah, it's like very exciting to see her like use her like sort of like Maleficent power for uh, something good Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, she's going to fight sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And she's going to, you know, and she like had a lot of very good statements in court where every time Mueller's attorney tried to, you know, spin things a certain way, uh, she just kept coming back to like, well, then he grabbed my ass Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I did not. Tell him to do that. Like, she just mm-hmm. kind of kept coming back yeah. and hammering yeah. home.
1: I like, like the part where it was like, because there's a photo of them meeting, but it's from the front. Yeah, And it's like, well, in the photo, you can't see. And it's like, yeah, because it's behind me. My ass That's because right. he's the back. grabbing my ass because it's in the back. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, yeah, great, Taylor. Also, I think I was sort of impressed by her using, it also seemed like a very, maybe this is a cynical thing, but it mm-hmm. seems like a very, um, something that was discussed with her legal team before, like she says ass over and over oh, yeah, and over yeah. again in a way that's supposed to be like she's really digging down and going hard on the fact that this was like, this was assault. Yeah. And you can't, if you say like rear end or butt, it's not going to be as intense about like, no, he grabbed, he grabbed me. This was actual assault. Right. right. And I think the ass was a very important, like a conscious and decision. Helpful yeah. yeah. She's Otherwise, wouldn't seem...
0: focus on like the intense vulgarity of it. Yeah. Where... Yes.
1: Thank you for being more eloquent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> um, <No. laughs> no she did uh she did a good job she won and i do think this was a good move on her part to use her great power for Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm.
1: and she's going to help out she hasn't really explained how but it's you assume monetarily Mm -hmm. she's going to help out women who are accusing men of sexual assault and she's going to help defend them so i i took that to mean like She's going to help them defend themselves. That's mm-hmm, what it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. She's going to help them defend themselves. Right. And so it's like she's probably going to help with their legal fees or something mm-hmm. or like start a fund or some sort of thing. That would be good. But there's no, no details. It's just like she's going to – this is her new mission, which is
0: good. This is like the torture of observing Taylor Swift mm-hmm. in that like she does something really amazing and mm-hmm. cool and stands up for herself in this really profound way and then – she also then like won't speak out of against Donald Trump. Like it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. it's so up and down with her. Mm-hmm. I feel like where it's like for every three terrible things, there's one thing that's like so impressive that it makes you forgive those three things. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. It's hard to be that's a Swift hard. fan in the in the year of our Lord 2017. That's mm-hmm. true. And I was Lord L O R D E.
2: I think it's interesting that Taylor really was using this to like reshape her image. I mean, it's reshape her image a little. I feel like it's very that's a it's a very savvy move. And yeah, you're right. Three steps, three shitty things followed by one really good thing. It's just up and down. Like a horrible sort of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've tr- I've trouble with Taylor Swift, but I Still think that this is good. It's good. It's just
1: sad that it has to be reactionary to, like, something shitty that someone did to her. Exactly.
0: I also listened uh, to 1989 the other day. Mm -hmm. That's what her album's called. Mm -hmm. I wanted to call it 1987, but that's the year I was born (laughs) Um, the other day. And I was like... Where's your album? I mean, that's a great question. (laughs) I keep trying to release 1987 and people... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Won't well, let me. They're like, these are just like bad versions of Taylor Swift songs? you're,
1: that gonna you're pull. like
0: singing over the YouTube video of Taylor Swift.
1: You're gonna pull an airheads and just like take a radio station hostage and you're like, play nineteen eighty seven. You guys are a unsigned band and you broke into the radio station to get your demo played on the air. That's about the slow and skinny
0: of it. I made an Airheads reference, I think, on this podcast recently, and no one knew what I was really? talking about.
1: She did. It's true. <gasps> I love Airheads.
0: I was talking about when uh, Chris Farley pulls out the guy's nail no, ring. right. right.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that. And he's like, oh, he's the cop in Airheads, right? Yeah. And, he, like, and he does like, it's so disgusting because he just like reaches in and it's like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Improvise.
1: Every time I see a nipple ring, I think of Chris Farley pulling out the nipple ring. Oh fuck. I actually saw a nipple ring yesterday. I'm not seeing, but you know when you can see the nipple rings to the shirt. Yeah. I saw someone on the train who had two nipple rings and I was like, oh, Chris Farley and (laughs) Aaron.
0: My friend who has her nipple pierce, it's so funny like how that has made it like it like has like disembodied her breast from her. And that, like at a bar, she'll just be like, like she'll just oh start, god, really? She'll just be like, it's now like just another
1: decoration, mm-hmm. and so she'll it's just like, like oh, look, my accessory. show you,
0: show you her hoot, wow, <laughs> just her a, hoot. Sing,
2: a single hoot.
1: Um. What do you? I, I thought you usually said honking cans. She shows you. I guess you can't say that for singular boob.
0: I yeah. can
1: she um, pulls out her honking can? She holds. <laughs> out,
0: she pulls out a honkin' nat, a honking natural. There it is. Natural. (laughs) There it is. Hoot is a movie that uh, my boyfriend and I are creating called Hoot, Hoot, and it stars DJ Qualls (laughs) as a blind boy (laughs) who um, can only identify people by
1: their boobs. Oh my god. <laughs> uh,
2: you're shit. gonna
1: give this idea a wet. Oh uh, maybe, maybe it'll god. just like happen. Put yeah. it out in the This ether. is it.
0: This is
2: your secret. It, you're secreting Qualls. it to life.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> DJ Quals is perfect casting. It yeah, seems like wow.
0: It's also funny because we were like inappropriately telling my mom about this movie, <laughs> and my mm-hmm. mom goes, "Oh my god, I love DJ Quals." <laughs> <And I was, laughs> has anyone ever? I'm fine with DJ Quals, yeah. but I've never heard someone be like, be like a Quals head.
1: I oh haven't a DJ Qualls Qualls. head. Yeah, hoot. hoot. sounds hoot. good.
0: Hoot. I like it. I'm into it.
2: The only thing I have left to say about Taylor Swift so is <laughs> like, good for her. Good for her. And
0: kind of waiting to see what you do next. Moving on to perhaps my favorite story of the entire 21st century. Mm-hmm. That's where we are right now? I think 21st. so. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always get Which confused. Which is a little something called... The bling Ring. Could these teenagers be at the center of a
2: celebrity crime spree? Well, police now say they, along with four of their friends,
1: ripped off millions in cash, art, and jewelry from the mansions of Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Orlando Bloom, and countless other stars. The Bling Ring was a group of
0: Calabasas teens <laughs> <laughs> named Rachel Lee, Nick Prugo, Alexis Nyers, who you probably know from E's Rich Girls, mm-hmm. the best reality TV show of all time. Mm-hmm. Diana Tameo, Courtney Ames, Johnny Ahar, it might, might also be Johnny Ajar, I don't know, and Roy Lopez Jr. So basically what they would do is they would find out when celebrities were going to be out of town based on uh, kind of like the celebrity's own public airing of mm-hmm. like what they were up to, where mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, Paris Hilton uh, is going to be— in Ibiza for a month, and they would print out aerial shots of their homes, and it's actually pretty masterful. Like, they would then break in. But the thing is, most of these celebrities would leave their doors unlocked. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. They just, like, stole a lot of stuff. They stole a lot of drugs. They stole a lot of money. They stole from a laundry list of celebrities, which— uh hilarious yeah.
1: laundry list of celebrities. The victims really, like, pinpoint the era, too. Yeah. yeah. Kirsten
0: Dunst, I think, was one of them, mm-hmm. too. Um, It's a very weird
2: and hilariously specific grab bag of, like, mid-2000s, like, celebrities. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It really, I mean, it just—
0: wonderful. It cracks me up. I mean, it's one of those things where it's not a victimless crime, but I think when you are just, like, a layman, it feels victimless Mm -hmm. because it's, like, these people who seem to have, like, endless resources. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they're getting, like, ripped off by a group of
1: teenagers. Right even if they get all their money back from insurance and it's like you've robbed them of their, like, sense of safety, mm-hmm. you know, like it's it, like there's under, psychological yeah. traumas. But mm-hmm. um, I mean,
0: yes, that's true. Yes, yeah. and fair, fair, fair. I was reading about how uh, Rachel Lee, who is kind of considered the ringleader mm-hmm. uh, and the person, the mastermind behind all of this, she, when she was arrested, she was arrested at her family home in Las Vegas, and apparently she was just eerily calm And was asking the police a lot of hypothetical questions about, like, well, if someone was to do this crime, you know, what would happen to them in a court of law? And, like, just very, very calm, also claiming she's innocent the whole time. Mm -hmm. They then go through her stuff and find a topless photo of Paris Hilton that was kept in an unlocked (laughs) safe in Paris Hilton's closet. And— A coat that belonged to Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) And when they uncover this stuff that was barely hidden, she then lost her shit. Oh, my God. And became hysterical. And it just is. I don't know. Also, like, when she was in court, uh, her, like, prison advocate was like, look, like, she actually has a tremendously low IQ and a learning disability. So, like, you know. Take she did not un- like yeah right. she didn't understand really what she was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was like the argument was like, "Oh, she is like she's too dumb to have like realized." And it's like you are not dumb if you pull that off. <laughs> no. Yeah. Aerial photo. I mean like the whole the whole setup
2: is what my main question throughout with the bling ring at least is like, why were these celebrities not locking their shit?
1: I don't know. You feel uh, Invincible when you're a celebrity. I don't okay. know. I, it, it seems like a sort of just celebrities think they can get away with everything. Yeah, so why I guess wouldn't sure. they think they could right. get away with leaving their doors unlocked?
0: Yeah. Well, and they probably live in like pretty closed communities. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm sure there is like a. There's like a guy sense, at the gate. Sense of, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that there's like a. I don't know. They probably live in areas of extremely low crime where this hasn't really happened. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just can't imagine. I just like locking the door out is just a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's like when I lock the door, I'm not thinking, I hope no one steals my shit. It's no. like, I just have to lock the door. It's just, just, locking just been the a door. habit since I was a little kid lock right. the door.
0: Yeah, but they didn't. And um, they did. They did not. Well, and of course, like this trial was made even more famous <clears throat> because Pretty Wild was shooting when mm-hmm. Alexis Nyers was arrested, mm-hmm. uh, which is he just sort of ended up stumbling on this gold mine. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be a reality show about like these like wild LA teens.
1: Sunday, it's the series premiere of Pretty Wild. Three sisters raising hell in the city of angels. And now a oh. sneak peek of what's coming up this season.
0: Bam! Say it to me. Mwah. I love you, girl. LAPD? What? Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. it just so happened that uh, one of them was uh, the stealing ring. from famous people. <laughs> um, <laughs> And there's just, of course, some like very memorable moments. I haven't seen the whole series. It's
1: only like eight episodes, right? It's only eight episodes. Whole, yeah. It's
2: pretty sad. It is. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've, I've seen like half of it, and it's pretty. Yeah,
1: I've <laughs> only seen the one episode, like the episode that everyone, the one where she's oh, on the phone with the Nancy, uh, jo. Nancy, Nancy Joe. Joe.
0: <laughs> Nancy Joe. <laughs> Here's what drives me crazy about mm. that Nancy Joe call. What she's mad about sounds really stupid, right? Where she so she's calling the re- Vanity Fair reporter Nancy Joe Sales because she feels misrepresented mm-hmm. by a profile that Nancy Joe Sales wrote. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she's very upset about is that Nancy Joe Sales claimed that she was wearing oh. Louboutins, I think, Louboutins yes. and they
1: were BB heels. Um, yeah, and she kept yeah.
0: saying she's like, and they were actually little brown BB heels. Yeah. And then the mom jumps in and goes, "I'm sick." Um, I mean, it's like an incredible TV moment. It is. This
2: is Alexis Nyer's calling. I'm calling to let you know how disappointed
1: I am in your story. There's many things that I read in here that were false. Like you saying that I wore six-inch Louboutin heels to court with my tweed skirt when I wore four-inch little brown BB shoes.
0: $29! Every time you. But what actually has always upset me is the show shows Nancy Joe Sales coming to talk to Alexis. Mm -hmm. One, Alexis is is right Mm -hmm. about her outfit. She Mm -hmm. was not wrong. She was not
1: wearing Louboutins.
0: Yeah, she was like not doing this like weird show of ostentatiousness. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, the way Nancy just Sales is talking to her, and I suppose this is probably just a part of being a reporter, it's just very much like, girl, I understand. <laughs> you know, just, like, really, like, mm-hmm. coaxing her mm-hmm. into this, like, false sense of safety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then very much misrepresenting the meeting, which I was like, you know what? Team Alexis.
1: She's a doula now.
0: She's a doula. She's a doula now. She also... Um, I'm glad she's found yeah. peace. Mm-hmm. She uh, works at, like, a rehab center. She was... You later found out on Black Tar heroin mm-hmm. the entire time oh this was going God. on. So um uh, but yeah, I think she's like really she's turned her life around yeah. and good for her.
2: Sophia Coppola also made a movie about the Bling Ring, which mm-hmm. was the book that Nancy Joe wrote. And it was I think Emma Watson was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was pretty
0: good in it. Yeah. Yeah. The movie itself was The movie, I would say fucking not sucked. Not good. Yeah. Not very good. How do you mm-hmm. take like the most fun story of all time? Make it boring, like, and, like teens robbing the celebrities and make it so dull.
1: I uh, it had a really good trailer, and then the movie itself was a snooze. Ooh, the trailer mm-hmm. was good. It the had trailer like that sleigh bell song. Boring. The sleigh bell song, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it had the sleigh bell song and it was good.
0: Did you speak to any of the victims? I've spoken to all the victims. Really? What did Lindsay say? It was And like the font was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Another thing that bugged me is that Nancy Joe Sales was in that movie. She had a cameo, mm-hmm. as was the police officer, so the like strange. a detective who that was looking into like, it. Which is just like, like you know, gross. I don't know. That feels parasites. Icky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and then the guy actually, the detective, is went under investigation after that because it was like there was a bunch of things that he uh, <laughs> fucked up. and probably should not <laughs> yeah. agreed to be in that movie. <laughs> Ugh, Ugh! Teenagers, teens, you just can't control them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Interesting, I guess, our next one, uh, Winona Ryder's uh, shoplifting
0: trial. hmm Yes. Was.
1: Very memorable. Very memorable.
0: but it feels like it was yesterday. It really
1: does. <laughs> it really does.
0: She stole
2: about almost $6,000 worth of stuff. First witness, Kenneth
0: Evans, a security manager from Saks Fifth Avenue Department Store in Beverly Hills, testified Ryder was tracked on camera as she shopped for designer clothes. He said the actress walked past three cash registers with a pile of clothes and
2: handbags before leaving the store. Um, A cashmere Marc Jacobs sweater, various Frederick Fakai hair things, some (laughs) socks, including one from their cashmere from Donna Karen, $80. And uh, she shoved all this shit inside two shopping bags and a garment bag. And uh, tried to bounce
1: uh, and
0: got fucking caught.
1: Immediately. Like
0: the CCTV footage of her is like
1: it's very really funny. It's sad But also and funny. very sad. Yeah.
0: Because there is like no attempt to cover up what she's, she's doing. And she's like... It's and she's like, got,
1: like, sort of, like, villainous eyes, like, shoving things mm-hmm. in her
0: <laughs> Just, like, so blatantly. And then she just walked out and immediately got caught. Yes. Because the beep, was,
1: beep, 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 beep. Yeah, because yeah. she was
2: not being subtle in any way, shape, or form about
0: stealing fucking cashmere socks. Imagine being the security guard who, like, has to deal <laughs> bring, like, Winona Ryder to their weird <laughs> holding room.
1: So um. this became a huge thing because this is very obvious commentary, but it's like, this wouldn't have been a story without that video. Like, if, right. if Winona Ryder had been caught shoplifting and had a trial, people would have been like, oh, that's weird that Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. Ryder stole stuff. Um, is she doing okay? But the video is what really took this over the top and made it like a tabloid sh- scandal. Because yeah. it's like, those blurry photos from the security cameras were on every tabloid mm-hmm. for like weeks. For, it felt like months.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: it, like, before and during, after the trial. And then her career sort of like, Took a nosedive afterwards. Yeah, for a minute. Um, and then now she's you know doing fine as right. far as we can tell.
0: Yeah, I think one kind of funny thing about the whole situation is that she stole that Marc Jacobs sweater and then <sighs> became kind of a Marc Jacobs icon during oh, the trial because yeah. she wore Marc Jacobs mm-hmm. to every single, uh, <laughs> every single like Appearance court-related or event that she yeah. had to that she would be photographed at. And like I think Mark Jacobs was like loved it. Like, yeah. It was <laughs> one of these things where like if only like we all could rip stuff off and then become like the yeah.
1: advertiser mm-hmm. for the thing we ripped mm-hmm. off. And also this was never about she wasn't stealing things because she wanted them and didn't have the money. Like this right. was yeah.
0: she like could she could easily help. yeah, there kind were there of, were yeah. there
1: were problems that she hadn't addressed or had later addressed. That, like, I don't even feel comfortable going into them. But it's like, this wasn't about money.
0: Well, in 2016, she said to Porter Magazine, Psychologically, I must have been at a place where I just wanted to stop. I won't get into what happened, but it wasn't what people think. And it wasn't like the crime of the century. True. Um, But it allowed me time that I really needed, where I went back to San Francisco and got back into things. I just had other interests, frankly. Which is a weird thing to say about like
1: it's so. It's also like I kind of like it as a statement. Like after you get caught committing a crime, I feel like it's a. It's actually an interesting perspective about like rehabilitation. It's like well, it's a very. It's a very mature way to handle it, where it's like yeah, I, I, th- I had this problem, I did this thing, and you know what, I my life got better because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, totally. And so it's nice, but also like. Winona writer is just sort of all over the place when she gives interviews. Like, they yeah. yeah. even when she's saying something that is sort of smart and nice, it just sounds a little kooky because she's Winona writer. Yeah. She's, you know. I think it's just the I had other
0: interests. Oh, yeah. I had, interests. <laughs> I had other interests. I had other interests. I mean, I feel
2: like she's been, she, at that point, she had been famous for like a long ass time. Yeah. And I think she was just fucking tired. And this was like the way she chose to. Put, I mean I felt like she, it seems like she felt like she was so out there was no other way to stop whatever like the celebrity train that she was on
0: mm-hmm.
2: and maybe she snapped a little
0: I have a hard time thinking it was that intentional okay mm-hmm. but I do think it's just sort of like she probably the like amount of pressure yeah made her lose it a little bit
1: she lost it she did
0: there is um like and then at she found the t- it. T- it yeah did. there was <laughs> She's like a good. very funny Larry King segment. At the time of the trial, she ended up being charged with—it was, like, a pretty light sentencing. Uh, She ended up being found guilty of grand theft and vandalism. Mm. She had all of these felony charges against her, and they all got dropped. Also, she, I think, was, like, fairly good friends with the prosecutor. There was, like, a weird thing, and one of the people on the jury was a— big wig film producer who had made three Winona Ryder movies, Oh, my God. Which is just like, whoa. So um,
2: weird. But
0: then there was this Larry King segment with, I think, the prosecutor, the defender, Nancy Grace, mm-hmm. and a, some other random journalist. And the whole subject was that she got an unfair shake because she's a public figure. Would you agree,
2: Ross, if this were... Uh, were uh winona uh, jones this would not have happened would never have happened and earlier on and i've said this
0: to you before larry that we investigated and determined that she'd been hammered no other shoplifter in all of la county last year had three felony offenses filed against them. which she didn't set foot in a jail yeah she had probation and i think some uh, some community service right Mm -hmm. clearly like prosecution had no interest in pursuing felony charges against her even Mm -hmm. though they were initially brought up the prosecutor even says like i don't I didn't want her to go to jail. Like I wanted to do everything to avoid a felony charge.
1: Right. I had offered anything that was result ultimately in a non felony disposition. Let's
2: get the opinions of our journalist Ross McLaughlin.
0: And so it's very very funny and very weird. Again, a very weird glimpse back at a a different particular moment of uh, celebrity (laughs) history, uh, where just again just everyone was like, "Well, poor Winona, she's really (laughs) getting." She's really, She's really
2: a... going through it. Yeah.
0: But it's like she stole all this stuff from sex. Like she stole six, almost
2: $6,000 worth of shit from sex. Like she – whatever. Oh, celebrities. Oh, celebrities. Um, one of my personal favorite celebrity trials that is on our list is when Martha Stewart was convicted of insider trading in 2004 and it's went wild. to – Still thinking
1: about this as well
2: I know. And went to, like, a very cushy minimum security prison in, I, I'm guessing it was Connecticut, right?
1: May as well have been. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was
2: basically, like, a barn on her, like, property. It was right. a very— It was it, it was, uh, was Rhinebeck. <laughs> <It was
1: rhyme-back. laughs>
2: Martha Stewart was in Rhinebeck for a year in prison. Um, She was lied to investigators about why she sold stock. I'm cloned stock in December 2001, just before the stock price plunged. She was allowed to stay free pending an appeal, but she asked to begin serving her time anyway. So Martha Stewart went to jail for a year again and
0: didn't really seem to fuck her up. No, she kind of came out and stronger. it just went on.
1: It came out, it was like it didn't even...
0: Didn't even happen. It was
1: like a blip that everyone forgot immediately, and she was like, "Okay, I have to go back to work." And yeah. everyone was like, "We need you to tell us what to have for dinner tonight, right. and like, <laughs> and like tell us what pants to buy.
2: Show me how to arrange these flowers." And now she's it's an like, emergency. "Still, she's."
1: I think it's hard. It's one of those things where it's hard to prove if it made her career better or worse, but mm. it certainly didn't. It didn't. It didn't hurt it. No. Yeah. Like,
0: I was reading an old NBC uh, news article about it, and there's one little excerpt that I thought was so funny, which was. Stewart has said she will miss her pets during her stay in prison, but hope to be free in time for spring gardening.
1: <laughs> oh Martha. Remember I, she made that that poncho? She knitted a poncho in prison. Oh
2: my god. And then like that was like a big
1: thing. Like when she came out, she had the she like oh, yeah. she made that poncho. Was like, it like it was black like black and white stripes. I don't remember, but then there was it was time or newsweek. Like, she was on the cover of one of those magazines Mm. the week she got out of prison. Yeah. And they photoshopped her in this poncho. And and I feel like I could be misremembering, but I feel like it was a minor controversy because it looked like a professional, like, time portrait of her Mm. leaving prison. But it was totally photoshopped. They just put her, like, prison poncho on on some other image of Martha Stewart. Um, God,
0: it's like like she... (sighs) Like, think about, like, what we know about, like, federal prisons mm-hmm. just how horrible they are. Mm-hmm. And then Martha Stewart gets to go to, like, basically... Like, summer A retreat. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's insane. It's like a it's, spa. like a
1: it's like a... If you go to... Like they have those things now where you can just go off the grid for like you know, a mm-hmm. week and yeah. just like go to some cabin and, and like live off the land. Away it's and basically just like that, yeah. Right. yeah.
0: And she probably got to
2: garden in prison. Oh yeah. She was definitely running the garden. She was like knitting. She was like talking to people. She was doing she's probably like arranging flowers that she made out of like mm. toilet paper. I bet the other
1: inmates loved her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh. I also feel I would like I wouldn't want to get on her bad side. No.
2: Martha Stewart's scary. <laughs> as
1: yeah, fuck. She's
0: cold-blooded for sure. Um, yeah.
2: But I feel like she's ugh, because now I think her brand is like strengthened a little bit by this. Now she's on that very bad show with Snoop Dogg. Oh um, yeah, they're like kind of like the, the, that show.
1: Oh, you do. I kind of like that show. Oh dear. Yeah. Okay. I think it's cute. Oh, sorry. It's
2: okay. I thought <laughs> I thought it was tiresome, but that's all right. I don't know. The point is, Martha fucking did insider trading, went to jail, is fine. It's will continue to be fine. fine. I saw a tweet of hers recently, one of her many chow chows placed in a a dog show, like in a local dog show. (laughs)
0: So she's good. So glad that they finally caught a break.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then beef. Beef. Where's the beef? The last story is the beef. The The beef beef is right here.
0: (laughs) Oh. I feel like this is one of those weird... This was 21 years ago. Oh, wow. It's It's wild. Yes. This was 21 years ago, and it's still a thing, which was... Oprah versus Big Beef, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just... An incredible sentence. Yeah, 1996, Oprah has someone on her show who is from the Humane Society, a former cattle farmer turned vegetarian, mm-hmm. to talk about mad cow disease.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He equates mad cow disease to AIDS. She's like, uh, I don't think so, but... I won't be eating a burger anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is the appropriate response to when someone is like, mad cow disease. <laughs> what is else become, do you fucking say? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I like, mean, like, oh.
0: But the funny thing is, not funny, I guess, these are people's livelihoods. Mm-hmm. After she said she'd think twice about eating a hamburger, uh, beef prices plunged for nearly two weeks after the episode aired, eventually reaching a 10 year low. And cattle ranchers filed a $10.3 million lawsuit claiming she defamed the entire industry. Such is her influence. Mm -hmm. And that, children, is why we don't have beef anymore. That's right. Beef is extinct. Mama, mama what's beef? (laughs) Oh, beef. (laughs) I remember beef.
1: It's proof that whatever Oprah says, Mm -hmm. like, so goes, how so Oprah goes, so goes the nation. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I know that, I know that. If you ask my mom, like, what book are you reading or who are you going to vote for or mm-hmm. whatever, the answer is whatever Oprah told me to do. Totally. Like, it's like my mom will listen to Oprah. My mom would be a lemming for Oprah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and God. also
0: that like people just like stop buying beef because Oprah said so is <laughs> incredible. Insane.
1: Like, like Adjusting like a major part of your your life, like your diet. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Because Oprah said it.
2: This yeah. was at, like, peak Oprah, though. This was in 96. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her show was still on the air. She—I feel like this was, like— Not to say that Oprah has never not had a peak. I feel like she just lives on one, which is fine. But, like, this was—this this was up there. So yeah. it's—I mean, I— Yeah, man, if Oprah says— don't eat beef, then fucking burn your hamburgers. I don't know. <laughs> and the ranchers
0: lost. lost. Yeah, well, lost. I also, like, they had to move the entire production mm-hmm. to Texas, from Chicago to Texas, for the duration of the trial. Yeah,
2: because she was like, I'm still doing the fucking show.
0: <laughs> this is just off the top of my dome, so it very well could be wrong. I do believe that's also when Dr. Phil first started appearing, because mm-hmm. he was in Texas. Or he was on it more frequently because mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like when Dr. Phil really kind of became a thing. Like part of her sphere. Yeah, oh, wow. which so we can blame big beef for him. <laughs> <laughs> Mad cow. Don't, blame, don't blame Oprah for anything, but we can blame. But put this all on Dr. Phil. And
2: big beef. And mm-hmm. big beef. When So the cattle ranchers lost the lawsuit. Oprah said, free speech not only lives, it rocks. I'm still off hamburgers. And I bet you $5 in a bag of donuts Oprah has not eaten a fucking hamburger since. <laughs> Not even like there's no beef in her house. It's like Joan Crawford with the hangers. Uh, Oh yeah, like get it (laughs) out.
1: It's just like when you when you cut beef out and you have access to literally anything else. Yeah, it's like okay, fine. She's like, I'll have a fucking lobster every night for the rest of my life. (laughs) I need your fucking beef.
0: Stedman like
1: (laughs) lies when he's going to In and Out. He's like, I'm
0: going to a salad. (laughs) But he can't lie. He's like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) she smells a hamburger and she like fires the person (laughs) like. Sets the grill on fire, like gets a new house. It's a whole thing. No more beef for Oprah. Mm. Plus, she, but she just
0: has like her heirloom tomato garden. That she, she does. Her which, harv- harvest day.
1: Her harvest day. Her
0: baskets. Ugh. Her baskets of things. It's funny because I think Oprah a lot of times is so full of shit. Mm. But I have like, I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of people who I have, or at least a lot of celebrity figures who mm. I have as much respect for, mm-hmm. where even though watching her show for years it's just was like ridiculous yeah. segment after ridiculous yeah. segment i still i'm just like what a woman <laughs> god that oprah <laughs> what a woman like she feels so untouchable in this she way. does that is she does
2: yeah like, i can't even explain <laughs> she's like an institution yeah she's an institution
0: she's i mean she's incredible she's she's a lot she's a lot I loved this uh, the season where she sang her own uh, theme song like she like took singing lessons to sing her own theme <laughs> oh, song. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like in like you see her like on the mic. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like in the credits and it's like oh, oh, a run, run, run. Turn on. Turn on, turn on. There's a new road to walk a new song to sing.
1: I do, this is a complete, not really a complete side note, but I love that Own is still thriving. Because mm-hmm. when, she, when I remember when Own launched and it was such a big joke, and it was like, oh, it's just Oprah wants to launch her own shit, let's watch this crash and burn, and Own is... Doing Still around so own, well. and everyone watches Own. Like there's some yeah. show on Own. Queen it's the sugar. People watch. Array of Queen networks sugar. But it's like not even the like Queen Sugar is great, but like and that other show that just uh Greenleaf. Greenleaf mm-hmm. that's doing well. But it's like just it's another place to watch her talk like yep. her talk show stuff. Yep. It's another place to watch like uh Ayanla. Yeah. It's like it's it's just like that network was so smart. And I I mean, at least my perception of that at the time was that no one thought it would work. Yeah. No, and people like, just, like laughed at off.
2: it. Yeah. And she was like, whatever. This is going to be fucking Because the Cause name I'm is
1: Oprah. insane. Own is an insane name. It's oh. <laughs> like Harpo is an insane name. Like it's like all of all of her names or her things are crazy mm-hmm. at first. But then you're like, well, they're just a part of the fabric of America now. Yeah. Like,
2: then it just becomes like folded it's just, in. That's it. And that's you're like, oh, of course. Like I watch Own
1: all I've, the time. I remember the first time I, I remember being like young, like maybe 10. And my mom was watching Oprah or something. Maybe younger. But when I noticed the... The Harpo lo- logo was Oprah backwards. I remember being like, "Oh my god! Like this is brilliant." I just remember being a kid, being like, "That's so cool," Go and ahead. telling my mom, "Like, did you notice that?" And she was like, "Yeah, I knew." Yes, I knew yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: did. She once had a kid on her show who, um, instead of at a spelling bee, was supposed to spell uh, was supposed to spell opera and spelled mm. Oprah instead, <laughs> and she like gave him a segment. <laughs> Oh, that show was good. I miss you, Oprah. I know. She's great. I remember hearing, this is probably like over 15 years ago, there was someone, like a family friend knew someone who worked for Oprah and was just sort of like, yeah, you have to sign all this extreme paperwork where if you discuss your favorite movie with Oprah, you are not allowed to repeat that. And at the time I was like, that is so extreme. Like, oh my, you know, yeah. God, what a high what a high maintenance uh, lady that is. <laughs> and then now knowing more about NDAs, I'm like, yeah, that's probably true for mm-hmm. literally every yeah. show. Yeah. Where you are not allowed to, I don't know, if you have a conversation with Jimmy Fallon that's a, and you work for him, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can't go and talk about that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
2: like the black China like the black China's NDA that we talked yeah. about. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: So I know. She needed my support.
2: <laughs> you
0: she keep needed- going, Oprah. <laughs> I'm here for Taking you. Taking
1: on big beef and winning.
0: What <laughs> When well, be- Dina, Dina Lohan was like, I want to be white Oprah. Oh, my God. Look how that worked out. Oh,
1: D-Listed fucking- still calls her white Oprah. God. <laughs> D-Listed is just the best. I love they that are. D-Listed will never let a name die. Do they <laughs> still
2: call Solange Basement Baby.
1: They still call Solange Basement Baby. Jesus I mean, Christ. I still think of Solange's Basement Baby because of D-Listed. <laughs> I also think of, you. Know, did you not read delisted
0: listed I do. I'm laughing uh, because I D-listed so the, much.
1: I still think Jake Gyllenhaal was Toothy Tile. Did you? Do you guys remember Toothy Tile? <laughs> <laughs> I still think he's Toothy Tile, and so I still refer to him as Toothy
0: Tile. Oh, my oh. God. Chicken um, cutlets, right? Chicken that was, cutlets. Oh, that,
1: that was Phoebe. Yeah, that was Phoebe Price. Phoebe is still on, do you ever look at the back grid photos? No. Phoebe Price is still photographed to this day. As recently as last week, Phoebe Price was like what? on the sidewalk. Like, with holding bags, like, bending over. It's really? Like, do Baby Price. Th- I do think. Ageless. Looks exactly the same. That uh,
0: <laughs> she and your good friend, Bella Thorne, are <laughs>
1: morphing into each other. Ooh. Oh, God. One of these, yeah, one of these days, they're just going to be the same thing.
0: Every time I see Bella Thorne, I'm like, oh, chicken cutlet. <laughs> oh, my God. The time has come. The time has come. To say goodbye to Bobby once more.
1: Ugh. Oh, bye.
0: <laughs> it was good to have you. It was great, it was great to, to be here. Thanks for having me. welcome anytime. It was great
1: to see you both anytime. again.
0: Anytime. So great. And everyone, please stop asking where Bobby was. He's here. It was He's nice here. to see Levi too. We fucking found him. He's, He's right here. Fine. I'm <laughs> right here. <laughs> we have an open door policy.
1: And now I'm gonna go get my Only for Bobby. hair buzzed off. Oh, all of mm-hmm. it? All of it.
0: I'm
1: buzzing it wow. off.
0: Wow, Bobby. Mm -hmm. Buzzy Bobby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. And thank you to Bobby Finger. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Dries. Madara Mofiti is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Corey Schreppel. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at DirtCast at Jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.